Welcome to episode number 95, Managing Moving Parts. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Manny. Hello. And Gabe. <laughs> you had that perfect little hello there. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, managing moving parts. In this episode, the crew talks about their experiences with organizing and controlling a busy life. We cover topics that range from overall life balance, organization, planning, delegation, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John C. Maxwell and Albert Einstein. All right. If you are new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. As usual, we like to kick things off with a definition from dictionary.com, and I wanted to define the word manage, uh, to bring about or succeed in accomplishing sometimes despite difficulty or hardship. Uh. All right, so that, that makes pretty, you know, that that's pretty straightforward, right? So managing moving parts, I grabbed a um, an article titled Crazy Busy, 10 Key Principles to Managing a Modern Life uh-huh. um, from Care.com. I'm going to read off the 10, and then we can in detail uh, kind of discuss each one. So, number one, do what matters most. Number two, create a positive environment. Number three, find your rhythm. Number four, invest your time wisely. Number five, waste time screen sucking. Number six, identify and control Gemmel's merch. Number seven, delegate. Mm-hmm. Number eight, slow down. Number nine, avoid frazzling. And number ten, play. Um, let's 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 break this down because it had some interesting points. All right. All right. So they say, do what matters most. The most common casualties of an excessively busy life are things that matter to most to you. The things you want to give more attention to. Don't spread yourself too thin. You must choose. You must prioritize. In order to do both well and be happy, you must say no thank you to many projects, people, and ideas. Cultivate your lives, cultivate your lilies, and rid of your leeches. Um, That was in quotes. Uh, So what do you guys think about that? Do what matters most. I guess that goes back to... um, Prioritizing. Prioritizing, yeah. Um, I mean, that's definitely an important thing. A lot of times, I mean, I think we talked about this on our last podcast about being just being busy. Yeah. And for the sake of being busy, not being productive, like you know, kind of separating the two. So you can be b- very busy doesn't mean you're productive. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, so I can run in place, but I'm not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, or I can physically run and keep and going a distance and actually going somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the the most important part for that, do what matters most, is when are you figuring out doing what matters most? I like to do it like at, for work. I try to take the last half hour to set myself up for the next day. Yeah. That way you come in and you don't have to worry about, oh my God, what do I have to do first? You kind of have the yeah. plan set and then you can just kind of start rolling. Um, I hate doing it in the morning. I'm, I'm already frazzled because if you're yeah. thinking about what you got to do, you're already kind of... It's too late. Yeah, you're spinning yeah. wheels at that point. I do the same thing. I put a five... Three to five to-do list, mm-hmm. just very basic. Mm-hmm. As soon as I go in, I knock those out within like the first hour or two of my day, and 
everything else in my mind is like bonus. Like if I could just knock these out, mm. you know, call this person, set up a meeting with this person, do this task, complete this, submit that, you know, and then you get, I don't know. To me, it's just like a, I build off that. I get more Oh, it sets the momentum. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I do the same. It's like right before I leave, whatever I basically wanted to get done, I maybe didn't necessarily get it done uh, that day. That's the first thing first that's getting thing done thing. the next day. Okay. Um, so do you do layups though? Like are you are your first task like layups to kind of build the momentum or are they your most difficult tasks that you have you have the most energy early in the morning? Let me get these out now because I know I have the you know, the mental capacity and the energy to go ahead and, you know, really attack these tasks. It depends on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes the easier stuff is not necessarily most important. Right, so then it kind of drops in the and and it's kind of like thoughtless work. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just you just have to do it. Right, right, right. Um, So sometimes I do do that first. It it just depends on the list. Right. So if the list has something like call such and such to set this up, Mm -hmm. if that's super important, right? But I'm there at seven thirty. That office doesn't open till nine. I that can't be the first thing I do. Right. You know what I mean? Even though it's high on my priority list. Or I get there at eight. It doesn't matter. Like I can't do that. So then you kind of. That's when you got to like work around. That's that's when I will do the little super easy stuff just mm-hmm. to kind of. But I know within my first two hours X Y and Z. So by nine thirty that will get done because that hits the mark of this office opening. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's between my first two hours. If I get that list of three to five things, whatever. I never make a list of ten. I never because now now I'm overwhelmed. As soon as I get there, now it's just like uh, yeah. Maybe right. too many things. Because and they'll talk about it here. Or maybe not. They talk. I, I was reading up on another article uh, when it comes to time management, and they're talking about giving yourself cushion mm. as well. Mm. So when you when you give yourself when we, we talked about this like organizing our days in a couple podcasts ago, a couple yep. episodes ago, whatever, and we're talking about like uh, at seven o'clock I'm doing this, at seven ten I'm doing mm-hmm. this, at seven fifteen I'm doing this, and yeah. we, you know we jokingly. We've all been there. We've all tried that. We've all done that. And we, you know that that doesn't work because that's not real life. Yeah. Um, so you have to give yourself that cushion. You're, you will, your day gets interrupted on things that you don't necessarily have control of. Yeah. Right. And that's a reality. That's not, has nothing to do with your role, your job. That has nothing to do with your life. I mean, your like your home life or whatever. It's, that's just how life operates. Mm-hmm. You get, a bunch of little interruptions or maybe it's a, a a larger interruption for example your car breaking down on your way into work yeah are you gonna hit that 715 now <laughs> you know right. what i mean right. that 715 that little yeah. checklist so it depends on the day mm-hmm. you have yourself that's why you want to set yourself up mm-hmm. but you also want to be loose in the order and um because all those things i'm putting on there are a priority sure so I don't do, that's why I don't do the list of 10. If I did the list of 10, then I'll just start, you know, I'll get busied up and that's right. when you get quote busy and you're not, there's no focus there. Well, not only that, when you don't hit certain tasks, it then kind of chips away at your like, your ego or you feel like, oh my God, you're not winning at that point. You feel right. like it's a loss. And right. Now all of a sudden you're dimin- you're beat a little bit. You're beating down like, oh, I didn't get to that yet. And if you're behind, you're behind right. for the next right. day too. All right. And then you feel like it just kind of spirals out of control if you don't hit them, them first couple things on your priority list. You know, you don't I hit agree. one first. I agree. Um, number two, create a positive environment. When the emotional atmosphere is less than positive, people lose flexibility. The ability to deal with the ambiguity and complexity, trust 
enthusiasm, patience, humor, and creativity. Wow. Um, when you feel safe and secure, you feel welcomed and appreciated. You think better, behave better, and are able to help others. That's interesting, the behave better. Um, wow. <laughs> it is. I mean, you just think about, I mean, just think about like households. Sure. Where there's a lot of craziness going on. And the kids act up. They act up for either attention. They act up out of just rebellion. I mean, they're just acting up. Not not all of them. I'm just saying, like, you could see why they would. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if there was a calm or, you know, warm, welcoming, sure. quote-unquote, atmosphere, the kid's more likely to behave on, you know, on, on in a different manner. And someone's like that negative environment breeds frustration because I guess things aren't happening the way it's supposed to. And then... Right. It starts lashing out in different ways. Um, that's interesting. The frustration part. That's tough. That's tough to... Um, that always gets me. I always think of kids. That's tough to think that, you know, certain people go through that. Cause especially it, it, at a young of an age. Sure, but, you know, I, I was even thinking like work or something. Like, so if like you're working a group and like you're all supposed to kind of help each other out. But like other people are slacking off and you see that. It's like, then you feel like, oh, if they're not doing it, then I don't have to do the same thing. So then like it kind of like goes down the line of everybody's just not picking up the slack or you feel like one person's doing all the work and vice versa so like that makes sense yeah no 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 it does it's just it's it's strange because sometimes a negative and i see i don't know if this is negative but you, you ever have you ever been in like an environment where it's tense but it's mm. not necessarily negative so there the pressure's there but it's definitely not positive it's positive because it's coming from a good place, but it's not like happy, sunny flowers and, you know, rainbows kind of happy True. or positive. It's more of like an accomplishment feeling. Yeah, like, like think of like a drill goal. sergeant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's mm. that might be negative to someone, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's productive and positive. It's a productively positive thing in the most, I guess that's more of a pressure thing and not necessarily a negative thing. But if you're getting yelled at, I don't know. It's it's strange. Well, that t that tense feeling um, sometimes when you're striving towards a goal, that tension in the air is it's like everybody's working. There's a, kind of a like you said, I guess a tension that you feel it, but it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's like man, we're we're pushing, we're 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 striving for a certain goal. I, that's a, to me, that's a positive environment, yeah. um, which is kind of hard to create sometimes, actually. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely tough. That's tough to walk into or uh, basically adopt. If you have to adopt an environment that's so negative and it's basically your job to make a positive, that's tough. Oh. That's really tough. Um, yeah, because you're dealing with energies that weren't yours. I yeah. mean, now you're, oh, yeah. you're coping with them on sure. one level and then now you're yeah. trying to cure that yeah exactly you're inheriting somebody else's problems which is never an easy thing right what's it what's your what to, for me uh, creating a positive environment and for me at work even at home is like cleaning i don't know what it does for me the structure of it all the fact that it looks nice or it's a nice clean open space like if i get frazzled at work i literally just i stop everything i don't answer the phone I put all my papers together. I, I get my desk right. Yeah. And that immediately puts me in like a perfect you know mindset to be like, okay, let me attack this one more time. Yeah, I agree. I get I get kind of discombobulated if there's so much stuff going on at once. 
I'm okay with it if it's organized chaos. Yeah, right, right. The chaos I know is going to be there because sure. it's just nutty. Yeah, it's inevitable. But like, if I can somehow somewhat organize it, then I'm okay with it in my head. Otherwise, I get frazzled. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm easily distracted. So if I don't have stuff for my day prioritized or in an orderly, okay, loosely ordered way, mm-hmm. I, dude, I get thrown off like very easy. But that's also me knowing myself. I know I get like that. Sure. So the same thing, I do my little to-do list, I straighten out my desk, and then I leave. When I come in the next day, it's everything's organized. Right. And I start my day off fresh. A little to-do list and a little cleanliness, and um, you know, I'm good. Right. I've rushed out of my office before, and I come back to a disaster. The next morning. I got to tell you, my day didn't start out good. Yeah. <laughs> you're pissed. You're pissed. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just not, you don't. Not the positive environment. Know, because what's what's out there is also what's up upstairs, right? right? Sure. So when you physically see a mess, it's if, this is how literal my mind works. It's literally a mess in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I see it organized and like, oh, okay, I can compartmentalize each yeah. thing mm-hmm. and address it in that manner, where there's some, you know, like I said, organization to the chaos. But otherwise, if it's all over the place, do I literally can't operate? It's like I malfunction. Smoke's coming out my <laughs> neck or something like. <laughs> Cannot compute. Yeah. Um, number three, find your rhythm, get in the zone, follow your flow. Research has proven that this state of mind elevates all that you do to its highest level. When you find your rhythm, you allow your day to be taken care of by the automatic pilot in your brain. So the creative thinking part can attend to what is uniquely qualified to attend to, um, I mean, that's pretty straightforward, right? If you yeah. find your rhythm. I yeah, mean, you're I, kind of working your most efficient, I guess. Yeah. That, I mean, that... I find my rhythm with music, though. The rhythm wow. Get you. <laughs> Did you know. just say that? Yeah. No, no, I find my rhythm, wow. like, literally, like, it just goes on. If I'm bobbing, and I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, saying, yeah, no, no, not trying to be funny there. Just literally, like, I put some happy music on. But no, I think we talked about before, too. It's like that you kind of... That puts you in that, that zone, that yeah. kind of, like... You kind of block everything else and you just kind of go. Yeah, it's just Ooh. background noise. And I just hear din, din, din. And Dang, I'm just going. like it. Yep. Uh, Napoleon Hill calls that being on the beam. On the beam. And it's that's basically what it is. Finding your rhythm. It's almost like your sound. You're in tune with whatever it is. Yep. And there's literally, there's no hindrance to your actions. There's just like a, a focus, a laser beam focus. Yeah, and you just, you're just knocking stuff out. Like. It is, you're not thinking about anything. You're not thinking about food. You're not thinking about drinking water or whatever, hydrating yourself. Um, you're not thinking about anything. You're just thinking at the task, this is getting done. I'm getting this done. I don't care. Nothing's stopping yeah. me. To, that is one of the best feelings ever. The problem is some people catch that doing stuff that doesn't get you anywhere. Sure. That's the scary part. So you can be on the beam on the wrong things. Sure. You can start focusing on the wrong things. You can really want to prove your point in an argument and don't let up but it's just like all right dude like we got like you made your point but then people just like literally lose it you ever hear somebody say they get in a fight and they black out and they don't even know what happened they just Mm -hmm. they're so like they you just lost control in the most in a weird way where you're so in control you lost it i don't know how how to explain that but in the same sense you're so in the zone but you lost it in the sense that you're 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 on the beam on the wrong with the wrong thing. 
right? So you're like binging basically on something that's not necessarily productive, but mm-hmm. you can be on the beam. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. it's a strange thing. It's like it's the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Like it can it can be used for your benefit or I mean or it can negatively affect you. Well this kind of goes with that um number four it says invest your time wisely. Um allocate your time so as to get maximum return. Try not to let time be stolen from you or let yourself fritter it away. <laughs> uh use the time value assessment guide. Uh, you'll want to add that's probably something that you know they're selling or whatever but um yeah, but alloca- you know allocate your time um to get as to get the maximum return um i just heard today on uh the success podcast it was saying this guy paul they featured on there i don't know his last name they might not even have said his last name he, he was saying basically i don't fuss over things that i can make again so he's like, I fuss over things that I cannot recreate, hmm. like this moment, time. But people fret over money all the time when it's something that you can make back, hmm. but you can't make back money. But they won't complain again about, let's just say, spending four hours playing a video game. Hmm. Meanwhile, That's you could never get that back. Mm-hmm. But you will complain up and down for three months about $400 you lost. $400 you lost. I didn't say 400000 $400 that you lost. It took an L on something, whatever it was. Huh. And you will not let that go. But the four hours you just blew on mm-hmm. whatever, you don't see there's nothing you know wrong with that. Right. I'm not saying that there is something wrong. But if you're comparing the two... One's a loss of time and one's a loss of money. Hmm. You're fretting over what you can make back, but you're not fretting over something that you could literally never, never get, get back. back. Right. Hmm. Um, so yeah, invest your time wisely. I mean, that can go on for, we can go yeah. on forever with that. Um, okay, I guess this kind of piggybacks on top of that. Number five, don't waste your time screen sucking. This is the modern addiction. The withdrawal of looking at a computer Smartphone, etc. Break the habit of having to be near your computer at all times by changing your environment or structure. Move your screen or your cell phone to a different room. Schedule an amount of time you are allowed to be on the computer or your cell phone or plan mandatory breaks. Listen, everybody's guilty of that. Whether you even like cell phones or not. And wait, everything's such... It's too easy. So intertwined? Yes. Everything's easy. It's like yes. you could go from your computer to your phone in a split second and it doesn't they're not news a, a and drop so of you're hat. still checking email. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there goes my Social Gmail. Media, every, everything's here. But not only, but not only that, you can do so much. So you can even I work can at the jump same time. from social media to answering an email to doing some work, reading an article, investing my money, doing my banking and and you know, and literally playing like a whatever, like a little video game. All on the same device, so it's not necessarily the whole thing is is yes a distraction, but you you got to be smart with now we got to be smart with our smartphones. Sure, like I'm not saying any of those things are bad, but you know it's what we're going to talk about later on is the balance of it all, mm. and that's really what life is. It's really finding the balance in it all, and not doing too much of one thing or too little of another. Mm. 
um, without, I guess, like that perfect balance, which is one of the trickiest things you we will ever do as human beings. Mm. Because it's not that it's impossible, but it's a checks and balances game that you sure. have to be on every single day, or it can easily get a you know it'll be lopsided hmm. within you know under twenty four hours. Obviously, yeah, no, absolutely. I hate screen sucking. I really do. I, <laughs> I hate that whole thing. Yeah. And it's it's not as as a partner as like you know a marital part. Like it is annoying as hell. I can't. I mean, everywhere you go, you know, what drives me nuts. And I'm every everybody's. Um, guilty of it is the taking pictures of everything oh yeah like i can't i'm literally i got a fork and a knife and i'm like no no wait wait no no what do you mean wait <laughs> i'm gonna take a picture of it as it came out like, are, you, are you serious right now my like my kids can't eat and everything stops it's like oh wait i take a picture it's like oh my god every two seconds and i say please don't take the phone out or just don't look at the phone she's like i'm not looking at it. i'm taking a picture and my head wants to explode i'm like dude it's, it's one and the same it really they're they're fantastic devices, but at the same time, but you it, have to enjoy that moment forever and never watch it. Luckily, ever again, it has to be and immortal. Never see it again. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be immortal. It has to be immortal. But to everybody, to, here's the funny thing: when they were just cameras, right? People took pictures and they were frozen in time, right? Mm. Now nobody has actual cameras, right? Because most people, they're, unless they, you're taking professional pictures, they just have a cell phone. How often do you go back and look at it? If it wasn't for me specifically, my family, if it wasn't for Facebook bringing it back, what is the sure. This happened oh, the, five two, years yeah. ago. Yeah. Whatever. If it didn't come back, I wouldn't even know it existed. But even, I mean, kind of going back to old school, like even all the pictures you developed or all the yeah, social how many cameras. pictures did you actually finger through and look at? Uh, funny enough, my mom will bring them down randomly. And you talk about getting lost for hours. I'll be oh, yeah. No, definitely. An hour and a half, two hours talking, laughing. That's a good, that's a good time. But it, it the, on the the cell phone, I was like, I'll never see that again. I take pictures. But see, all the time. I do that with my social media accounts. I can go, you go back Instagram. through it. Yeah, you go back and just look at it. Like, man, what did I tweet out three years ago? Yeah, I find it. I, I don't know. I just think it's one either funny or fascinating. But saying that too, that that's a lot easier than going into your closet and closet putting a box and of pictures somewhere. True. Sure. And it's fast. Unless, again, I still go back on the one's not better than the other. It's just, my thing is too, is like having resistance, having appropriate resistance. Sure. One thing is, this is the era we live in. That's just, it is what it is. But having the resistance, I agree when it, again, there's no balance in it. Where all you are doing is screen sucking kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah, it's like, all right, that is super annoying. It's at a point where you're driving and all you see is glowed up faces. Like, dude, are you actually driving? This yeah. dude in front of you is literally watching a movie. Like in in his car yeah. with headphones on, driving. God. It's illegal. Yeah, I like the people who have the clearly not phone, paying attention, like near the oh, like the steering wheel, almost like it's a head heads up yeah. display. As like, no, that is not a heads up display. You're literally putting the phone in front of you and like driving at the same time, right. but watching whatever they're doing. It's like, oh my god, come yeah. on, man, can't be that. Important. I always said that about when they had like the the GPSs that are. Like on the dash, or like in like the center console part of your dashboard, mm-hmm. it's like okay when they're all when they were on the window when we had like the suc- suction cup like oh yeah you kind you of mounted I mean? there but yeah the distractions like you're looking down, down. yeah sure. at least when the ones were on the window you're at least looking straight into right. the window sure you know what I mean and you could at least catch catch maybe something on the peripheral yeah but there's one of my 
I have a GPS in my truck and it drives me crazy because I literally not that look, I'm looking yeah. down, but I'm definitely my eyes aren't on the on road. The road right, right. Like if and it's like, dude, the man, they made this like that. Which, yeah. And the, my screen's huge, but I'm still somewhat looking down. I mean, even look at the Teslas. Unless you're seated in an angle up in a bucket seat, which is kind of hard anyway because you got to see where you're driving. Yeah. Right. So you got to. So you, if you're looking up and yeah, this this the screen's there, that makes sense. All right. Yeah, because that's the you know. Mm. But if you're up and you're looking down to follow something, mm-hmm. then look back up to where you're driving. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it's dangerous. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Screen sucking. All right. <laughs> Screen sucking. Number six, identify and control Gemmel's merch. Well, let's, start, uh, let's start with the definition of Gemmel's merch. Okay. Gemmel's merch is the force that distracts a person from what he or she wants to or ought to be doing. Basically, procrastination. Um, it is, they call it the force. I like that. It is as pervasive and powerful as gravity. Seriously, Assess yeah. your surroundings to identify the sources of Gemmel's merch in your environment, then make a conscious effort to control and overcome distractions. It literally sounds like a villain. Um, but, yeah. Th- things that are slow- slowing you down, that are distractions. I mean, that's again, that's pretty straightforward. Um, delegate. Delegate what you don't like to do or are not good at, uh, if you possibly can. Your goal should not be to be independent, but rather effectively interdependent. You do for me, and I do for you. That is what makes life possible. Um, yeah, especially for go- you know, obviously we're managing moving parts here, so delegation is a huge a thing. Um, I don't know uh, delegation as well as sharing. I mean, delegation is more of like handing off someone, uh, you know, a task and have them doing it. Sure, sharing. Is also a, an important thing, whereas we're both doing it, except we're kind of splitting what is being done. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess that it is kind of one and the same. But anyway, if you think about it as sharing, you and your spouse are sharing the role of being a parent together, uh, regardless of the situation, and maybe you split you know, things. Split the duties, yeah. Yeah, split the duties on, on who's doing what for this week, and then maybe next week you alternate, whatever. Um, instead of trying to do everything yourself, because mm. there are people out there that literally try to do everything yourself. Parenting quickly becomes, that's my partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. You, dude, it is tough, man. Um, and then that's, you know, and then you have, you know, the single parents who, you know, do what they're doing and, you know, you just got to give them props because, dude, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, even then, crazy. even when you're sharing and you feel like you're doing more than the other, you become resentful. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we we better be sharing equally because if not, I'm gonna be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta create a positive environment. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Number eight. Slow down. Stop and think. Ask yourself, what's the hurry? Why make? Why wake up already impatient? Rush around and try to squeeze in more things than you should, thereby leading you to do all of it less well. Your hurry is your enemy. Yes and no. So I do believe that kind of how we were talking earlier about being at dinner, taking it all in and actually appreciating your family and enjoying the moment. Um, But there are things you have to hurry for. Sure. There's, There's also like the lackadaisical approach to life. And then there's a... A hustler's mentality. Hmm. So am I hurrying around? Am I, you know, what's the hurry? 
um, accomplishment, getting things done, moving along. So then you can do other things that you want to do. It just depends. But I mean, some things you got to chill out with. But even some with that, with that's being like efficient with that. But like, right. but sometimes if you're rushing around, you're being impatient, like it says in there. That's true. Then you might cause more mistakes and make more of a detriment to yes. what you're trying to do. So, it, it, you. like you said, there's a positive and negative to that too. Right. You, if you do it properly, yes. But if you're rushing around, just trying to frantically get it done, then that causes more problems in the long Sloppy. run. Sloppy. Yes. Everything nowadays is so instant. Like it's hard to slow down. Isn't it Instagram? Yeah, it's it is Instagram. Everything, instant food, instant everything. Everything's fast. So yeah. how, it's hard to slow down. It's a microwave society, man. Um, avoid frazzling. In other words, don't multitask ineffectively. Give one task your full attention, and you will do it better. You may eventually get so good at it that you that your conscious mind can attend to other aspects of the task, other than menial ones. This is the only way a human can multitask effectively. Can't avoid frazzling. It's part of. It's kind of part of the day. Right? Yeah. Isn't that we got to learn to manage? That's that's the but whole it's thing. All, of yeah, and then of sevens like delegate. So yeah. it's like, uh, are you multitasking because you want to, or do you have to? Are there things in your tasking mm-hmm. uh, responsibilities that can be delegated? Sure. Right. Um, but I also that also ties in with slow down. Sure. Um, okay. Gotcha. Sometimes you you. There's an unfortunate like frazzling when you're just learning your footing of like if you're new doing something new that you're not familiar with. Once you get familiar with it, then you can kind of start. Then you can start delegating and, and working more efficiently. True. Um, play is number ten. Imaginatively engage in what you are doing. This will bring out the best part of your mind. Focus you on your task and make you more effective and efficient. Um, but, but does that essentially mean like have fun with it? Basically, yeah, exactly. Oh, enjoy what you're doing, regardless. Try to find joy in it. Make yeah. it fun. Yeah. Sometimes that's hard, especially at well, I would I would call it more at work because home you can kind of do whatever. Make yeah, you, know, you could do whatever to make it fun. But work in a structured environment where you have to be somewhat professional. Sure. Making it fun. Some people take it as like, oh, he's a jokester. It's like, yeah. No. Then you get too relaxed. Right. Then <laughs> too relaxed, and then somebody says offensive, and like, here we go. Yeah. What's <laughs> well, a kind of rolls into like love what you do sure because mm-hmm. if you could lose yourself in that i forget what this 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 referee's name but there's a famous like boxing ref it's like he almost looks like it's hilarious he almost he's so into it that he, it looks like he's rooting for one of the boxers like i mean it's either that or it looks like he's instigating the fight it's hilarious he <laughs> he literally looks like he loves every second of what he does and the meme was like you know, get you a job where you're as, you're as excited you're as excited as I forget what this guy's name is. This referee's name is um, Steve Willis. It said, "Love love your job the way Steve Willis loves ref and boxing matches." <laughs> so, all right. So there you have it. Uh, thank you, Care dot com. Uh, the crazy crazy busy article. Ten keys. Uh, ten key principles to managing modern life. All right. So let's jump into ourselves and our lives. Um, so how do you view your schedule? We kind of talked about this and, and as well as embracing balance. It, you learn it as you kind of go, you find, you kind of find that balance and you got to learn to let some stuff go, right. especially with children, with kids and activities, you know, you get less time for yourself and you got to kind of be okay with that because it's no longer about you as far as being a parent's concerned. It's true. That's what I found. I just fly uh, by the seat of my pants. Really? That I, sounds fun. 
Well, yeah, I wish I could. I literally actually did that. But. <laughs> no, I've been terrible. Like, I've always been. Ter- like, oh, I, you're, I you're, know. You're completely serious. Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. It sounds fun. Yeah. No, but it's like, I'm like, I'm like, kind of like, I know like the stuff I need to do, but I don't really like plan it out. Like, I kind of, I need to do this, this, and this. But like, for the most part, it's like, it happens when it happens during the day. Yeah. So it's like, I'm I'm not good with that part. And I know I'm not good with that. So it's like, right. I know that's something I have to work on. So, right. Um, all right, yeah, I mean, I think that's 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 fair enough. I mean, that's straightforward, right? Um, all right, but how do you embrace balance? <laughs> you got to find it first. I don't know. Notice it. What? Yeah. I mean, Sometimes first step is, is... you don't know you're imbalanced. Yeah, I, mean, right. I mean, I think a lot of times if we knew that we were so off, we would at least try to make some level of course correction. But sometimes sure. you don't even know you're that off. Until you, somebody says something to you, you realize yeah. something, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, was I that like far, you know, far off from like what? reality or balance sure. should be you know what i mean have you ever been overwhelmed and stressed <laughs> uh, no <laughs> sure oh well who hasn't i mean that's kind yeah. of like a, yeah but there's extremes of it is what it is like so you kind of yeah. like i mean but you do learn the most about yourself during those times i guess you know what you know kind of you figure out what your balance is from those experiences kind of what, what you can handle in, yeah. in the midst of all yeah, yeah. yeah what your limits are yeah so you know i got the question asked one time that said how do you how do you gauge what's too much like you're doing a lot mm. how do you gauge or when are, when are you slowing down and my answer that came out in my mind way better uh then for some reason I didn't realize, you know, it was not necessarily an actual thought that I had. But when I said it, I'm like, yeah, that's actually it. I didn't realize I never had put it into words before. But I, w- I came back with another question in that: How do I know how far or what my limits are if I don't push myself? Hmm. Right. So it's like one of those things. It's like, oh, you're doing too much. Go to to the same corny old question. Compare to whom? Right, hmm. yeah. yeah, it might be too much under a rapid level of you know circumstances in someone else's life. Sure, in my life it's doable, and then someone else's life they can do ten times what I'm doing, right? But I, if I look at that person, that dude's a nut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's, it's it depends on the person. It's not that it's a lot. It's not that it's crazy. It, might, it just might be crazy to you, but then you might be doing something I think it's crazy. Sure. You know what I'm saying? I just think it was just an outlook that I never took on, but then when that person said it, I just th- I thought it was like I thought it was cool. Yeah, I don't know. It was no, weird. absolutely um, makes sense. But yeah, obviously we all get overwhelmed. All we all get um, stressed. If you're not getting overwhelmed, I don't. I think life in general can overwhelm you mm-hmm. um, by itself, and then I think we can overwhelm ourselves, yeah. right? Um, so you know, it could be overwhelming if. You know, you have all circumstances at home going on, negative circumstances at work going on, negative circumstances physically going wrong, and like, yeah, that's an overwhelming situation. You got a lot going on, There's dude. Everything com- compiling and everything else. Right. Um, then the moving parts can go in the, you know, like the opposite direction where I'm overwhelmed because I made myself overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like I took on too much. Trying to maybe even satisfy too many different people, sure. saying yes to everything, never providing the answer of no, um, not delegating, yeah, right, um, not quote playing and enjoying what I'm doing. That can be overwhelming. 
in that sense. Does that make sense? So there's like the natural overwhelming that life's just going to throw us all. Mm-hmm. And then there's we're just putting on ourselves for no reason. Yeah. Um, or for whatever reason, I should say. Whether we think it's a good thing. Sometimes we think it's a good thing. Sometimes you, going to your point earlier, sometimes you think you can handle all that and realize like, that's not, way yeah. too much. Yeah. Bit Bo- off more than you could chew. Yes. The old saying. Exactly. Um, all right. That makes sense. Have you ever been burnt out? Mm-hmm. And at home, doing the remodel and getting a new job at the same time. It was like six months of coming home, you know, working till 11 at night at home, but getting up early, starting a new job. You, It was just too much to take in. A lot of learning, a lot of like trying to figure it out. I was just at my wits end. Finally, when it was done, it was two weeks after the fact where I like started to feel energy and like be happy again. It was like, holy crap. I, I didn't know it at the time that I was, you know, I knew I was not happy, but I didn't know how miserable I was. Yeah. I was burnt out. Then it was when it was done, I fell asleep and it was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> fell asleep for two weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you, that's, that's crazy. Because I guess you don't give yourself time to actually recoup in the midst of all that. To... Plus, on some level, you don't know what you're, you know what you're getting yourself into, but you don't know the actual reality of yeah, it sure. when you're actually doing it. So yeah, you know you're the one who planned the uh, remodel, right. but then in the middle of it, there's other things. This is when this whole topic comes in, managing moving parts. Where you have the work situation going on, you have to perform at a certain level, you have to produce a certain you know amount, um, and then you have to come home, and then you have like the added stress of their expenses that are weren't calculated, right. or just added, you know, uh, time frames. Okay, we thought this was gonna take two weeks to add on mm. X, Y, and Z. Now it's taking four weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's that stress, you know, and that, I just had this conversation with Kel and outside the podcast yeah. with Gabe. I was saying, I, there's so many little issues going on that if you were to compartmentalize each one, looking at them individually, it's like, that's cake, that's right? Mm-hmm. But when you add them all up, it's overwhelming. Sure. And if you don't know how to manage that, you're gonna you're gonna drown because you can eat and I could easily see anybody drowning in it and understandably so. Mm-hmm. Um, the tough part is overcoming that and managing it and leaving with your sanity mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, that's right. Um, but the good thing is you grow from it. You learn from it. Mm-hmm. You learn from that experience. You grew from that experience. Um, there's a lot of stretching that happens when you get burnt out. I got burnt. I got burnt out. My. Um, at college twice and the third time this past semester my first semester back um at drexel i didn't even know what was going on i basically had a panic attack but i didn't know that's what it was. i literally thought i was dying um i thought i was having a heart attack i called heck but now i know that's exactly what happened to me twice at temple and now this one time but i i, I don't know i think that's that that's a lot of stuff that's like Taking on a lot, but also not very balanced in many ways. Sure. I don't know. Your your, your thoughts, what's strange is, not, it's not, we think about like being unbalanced. We think of physically living, but your thoughts can be like totally out of whack. Mm. And that's what the physical outcome then becomes, right? So you stress out about something. My thing about stressing out is stressing out about something that... I do have control over. Sure. 
people, a lot of people, times people was like, oh, you, you're stressing out because you, there, there's some stuff that you don't have control over. Like, um, a good grade, I have control over. Yes. And I have to get a B. Literally, you have to get a B. Like, if you get a C, you have to take the class over again. failing the course. Yeah, it's basically failing the course. So you literally, it's B and up. Mm. So yeah, you have to perform at a certain level. So that's not a made up stress that's on my head. Yeah. That was given to me. Like, that's what you have. You have a level you have to hit. Yes. Okay. So where? How's that made up in my head? Yeah, I'm stressing out. I got to study. Yeah. I have a freaking family. I have all this other stuff I have to be doing, and then still perform. Again, it's a performance thing. Now, if I put that on myself, like if my goal, like when I was at Temple, I, for the most part, I put it on myself because I wanted to graduate with a B, mm. right? And okay, that's me setting the tone or setting the level, right? Mm. This it's set for you already. So then you just go, okay, so how how is this me how is this right. on me now? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Outside of obviously me deciding to enter, but sure. um I don't know. It's bizarre. But anyway, yeah, so any everyone gets stressed. No, I I don't know how often people get stressed out and and there's levels of stress. Um, but then there's there's stuff that's either made up, there's stuff that's real, there's real life stress. Yeah, you can't tell me stress is all made up in your head. That that don't I don't know. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say like there's different ways to be burnt out. Like you can be burnt out where you're physically tired, or you could be burnt out where you just don't care anymore. And True. There's, there's a point at work where I just like ah, whatever, whatever the results are, I don't, and you just kind of let it go, and then obviously it turns back around. But that's when you know you're just you're at your limit. Just, you don't care. Yeah. Decisions just being made just for the hell of just making them, not because it's for the benefit of the business or whatever the case is. Um, Semi- we, somewhat throwing the tail. Yeah. Just kind of just go through the yeah. motions. And whatever happens, happens yeah. at that point. Yeah, I, yeah, I was there is. a couple of years ago. I was just like, whatever, you can fire me, fire me. I'll find a job. I actually had, I talked to a guy who's like, I just don't care. Yeah. And he's like, the only reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because he he basically kind of felt stuck. He knew on some level that his maybe his his employer was overpaying him, mm-hmm. and that if he went and got another job, because the the basic thing someone's gonna say, you know, someone who knows it all, will get another job, stop being blah blah blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, he knew he was smart enough to right. know the outside the value. Yeah. Is so then people are gonna call. He's like, well, they're just, everyone's just gonna call me stupid for leaving this job because I'm getting paid good money, um, but I hate it. So I'm just like kind of sticking it out and that doesn't make me any happier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then they're just, they don't care because it's almost like if they fire me, now I have an excuse not to be here. Mm. And people can't blame me and say, oh, you, you, why? Or and say that I just like walked away from it. And then in the back of my mind, I told them like, dude, in a sense, you are walking away from it. Yeah. Right. That it's your fault. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be there. Then just don't be there. Then just go find it, and then man up to the criticism or whatever you're quote worried about. If then that's not the case, and you're just doing it for your family because you are making good money, then you're gonna have to find a way to like it. Mm-hmm. Kind of how they're saying, find the way to be imaginative and have a thrill at what you're doing. Yeah, sure. If huh. you're in that predicament, then find a way to like it. Um, that's the only thing I could say because otherwise, it is on you then. And also. That, that that's not fair to the employer. Um, Somebody might actually want to be there. Yeah, sure. And could give positive energy to that business. Um, and and I and I think that's that's one of the biggest takeaways. 
I, I, I was in that position one time and I found the way to like it. And actually it, it became, you know what it was? It was that I was ungrateful. Mm. And you got to be grateful for what you have. And if you don't like the situation, you also have to be doing something to change it. Whether that's changing in the way you think about your job or changing and looking for another job. Hmm. Otherwise, dude, you're wasting everybody's time. And to be honest with you, what kind of what kind of man are you then? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That you're waiting for someone to fire you so then you can have an excuse so then 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 you so you won't catch a blame for something. Yeah. I'm not saying that you had the you didn't know that's what the job was. I got that. I understand that. So then find another one. Oh, but they pay good. Da, da, da. Then like it. Yeah. It, you got to pick. It, you can't be complaining all day long about something. Then you're ungrateful. So then you're either you're ungrateful for the actual job. You're ungrateful for the pay. You're, un, you're ungrateful at some level somewhere. Sure. There has to be. There, you have to, in your mind, make it okay and 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 i guess bearable even if it's for a temporary time sure you know i when people say like stuff like this this is what drives me crazy i just think about like people like in concentration camps and mm. stuff like that i'm like dude these people are put in situations that they were forced into and yeah you hear stories and books where they made the best out of it and overcame certain circumstances sure. and live and are positive people absolutely you put your own self in that your own jail, mm. and then you're complaining about it. Yeah, the how's that make sense? That's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of a lot of stuff, we're so consumed with our own life that we stress ourselves out. But then when you look at the bigger picture, and and what life really is or means or whatever, you could look at the eyes of your spouse, your parent, your child, and all of a sudden you just find that reasoning again, and you're mm. like, whoa. whoa, whoa. It's almost like fueling, you know, backup kind of thing. Um, I, I, there's, I, there's a huge component for me that's a, it's a gratitude thing, mm. um, and and you know, yeah, it's just appreciation. Do you have expectations for yourself? Of course. Every time you step, uh, let's just say work or whatever you do, you should you should try to set some sort of expectation. If not, you're just going through the motions and there's no purpose to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's tough with quote managing a lot of you know many moving parts is living up to those expectations on every part that's moving mm -hmm. that's where it becomes tough and that's when um you know we talk about it all the time having the emotional intelligence to not get too excited on one end and not get too low on another end right so we it's even almost like at winning Okay, so you go taking it back to like stock trading. They even tell you like, you know, it's a mental game to an extent where, yeah, I can't control, I can't quote control, you know, stock prices and what they're doing, mm. but I can t control my mentality towards it. Sure. So how am I thinking about it, right? So if I have a, an obnoxiously crazy gain, right, like a 20 to 50% gain on a stock, right, mm. in whatever, in one month, you're like, what? the heck just happened like that's unheard of that's like crazy right mm. and then the next month i have like i just blew an account <laughs> yeah where 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 where's my emotional state sure this is why you have to stay kind of level-headed regardless of what happens um and just kind of analyzing because you're then going to look like the joker where 
people approach you, they don't know what they're going to get. Yeah. But if highs you're level headed, yeah, and it's just like, dude, I can't be around this guy. Yeah, you know what you I mean. Know, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. I know a lot of people like that. It's whatever mood they're in, and that's how they're going to treat you. That's how they're going to handle yeah. you. Although yeah. it's their fault, their sh- situation, they're going to put, they're going to make everybody feel that. Yeah. Well, they think. Um, and you know. That just forces people not to want to be around you. Just going to attract miserable other other miserable people. Well, or that, that too. Is. I just think there's expectancies on each of us for ourselves, for our uh, our own reasons. Sure. Right. I mean, you have like your general, like your obvious stuff that you do. Obvious stuff that you know, as a as a as a person, you know, living um, in a free country, so to speak. Okay, you know, we might have some level of expectation, but at the same time, um, each individual has their level of expectation. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I expect a lot out of myself just because I know what I'm capable of. I've pushed my quote limits. I know it's there. So when I'm not producing on what I know I'm capable of, that's when you get, you know, you get upset with yourself or whatever. It just depends on your personality. Does that motivate you? Does that get you depressed? I don't know. Yeah, that's on you. Because I can be a sense of stress or overwhelming is not living up to your expectations. Right. And then you feeling like if you get too far behind, then you get desperate. Mm. You can't catch up. That's when you get bad anxiety. decisions are made. Yeah. yeah. You're making that's all these crazy decisions. That's when frazzling and everything else. Burning out. Yep. Um, all right, and the last question. If you could change one thing that you're mismanaging or one thing you would like to balance more, what would it be and why? Well, I guess I kind of alluded to that earlier. Was it kind of like actually like consistently doing like actual like planning out? Like at least like a next day, like a basics of like kind of like what you yeah. talked about in the beginning. Just kind of like, you know, how you have your bullet points. But no, be, being actually consistent and, you know, so like there's times I've, I've done that and tried to do it, but it was like it doesn't. You know, like we always have before, like making habits and stuff like that. It was like, I'll do it for a short period of time. And then it's like, oh, you you get in the mode of it. And then you kind of just stop doing the actual procedure of it. And then you kind of like lose track of it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So more the consistency of, of actually planning out and being more on top of things. If that makes sense. Yeah. Now, if I'm, if, I'm li- if I'm reading your question or listening to your question, if you could change one thing you're mismanaging honest answer would be my relationship with my wife i concentrate so much on work and then you're so focused on the kids that you take each other for granted you know don't realize how much they do how much they support and at some you know at some points you know we become resentful with one another because we don't and you know we don't take the time to enjoy or or take notice of oh, you know they're doing that for me please and thank yous go a long way and i think for for the most part i mean it's not a horrible situation but i've yeah, mi- yeah. i've mismanaged um you know us the the relationship portion of it i think that's um that's a really solid answer i think we all do to some level obviously there again we go back to like there's extremes of course um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. You you get you get so caught up in the hustle and bustle, mm-hmm. you're just it just doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. And even when it does stop, everybody wants a reward. 
So it's like everybody's wants their back scratched, but everybody can't get their back scratched. So you're the weekend comes and you don't have actual plans. I want to lay around, do nothing. But in her mind, she's deserving of a hour shower by her alone time. And then both of us think the other one's going to watch James. Mm. And it's something that was absolutely nothing turned into this huge thing. And it's, you know, the people obviously were in it together. Mm -hmm. I know how hard she works. She knows how hard I work. And us, like, two, like, you know, knuckleheads are acting like we don't know that. And we're acting like we're more deserving than, you know, than our spouse or whatever, or vice versa. Like, Sometimes, you, and it's easier said than done, you, you got to take an L. Every once in a while, you got to take an L. Yeah. So, okay, you can have that one. You know, you just got to kind of be okay with that. And that kind of makes things easier. Um just as long as it's being reciprocated, I guess. Well, I said that has to be the balance of that too. I think to I balance, think right? um, ego has a lot to do with it ah, too. Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I mean, ego is, is just man. Talk about managing move, many moving parts. Your ego has many moving parts. Um, and if you can kind of somewhat get a grip on that and really humble yourself. And just know, I think it still goes down to like the appreciation thing. And I don't even know if, and even if, kind of like Manny says, you know, take the L. But you don't even have to see it that way as taking the loss. You can just see it as understanding how the universe operates. And, you know, the good karma will come back. And, because they'll they'll realize that. Like, all right, this dude literally busted his butt. And he's also still letting me do my thing without complaining that's different right mm. and so now you shifted something and said okay i know he's bringing a level you know down on that ego because normally this would be an argument mm. right so if you switch things up it doesn't have to be all the time because that you know sometimes you just genuinely are tired mm-hmm. and i think people can read that because kel reads when i'm genuinely tired and won't say anything mm. Like when I'm, we're, we're literally having a conversation and I fall asleep, that is rare, right? But it happens. Mm. She's not really, she's not mad at me. But if I fall asleep just out of just boredom, she knows what the difference is because she knows, well, it's Sunday. What are you tired from? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You had off yesterday as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so there's that, that's, that's a different kind of thing. And I, I think they know balance as much as we know balance. In a sense that, I mean, almost like being a human, you understand that something's off and your way of getting back at your spouse is not letting them have that shower okay, for, yeah. for that length of time. You know, I mean, we just do stuff. Just dumb, It's just dumb. But it's easy to say out here. So in the middle of a week or the rush of the end of the week, yeah. And it, it, it so those, again, it's those little things. Those little things add up. Mm-hmm. You know, you get you jump in a car and the whole family's ready to go. Let's just say I I've been, you know, home all day, right? And then we jump in a car and we're going somewhere. I knew we we're going somewhere all day. And we all jump in a car and we're late. And we get in the car and the car's on empty. Oh. Man. I'm telling you, it's the little stuff. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, 
okay, it was that forgetful? Was that lazy? Was that both? Was that spiteful? Was that no. you genuinely forgot? Because you could have literally genuinely forgot. I get that. But sometimes people genuinely forget, and then they'll still fight it. Mm. Nah, nah, you, no, nah, I didn't know. No, you should have did that. Nah, nah, nah. And it, it just, Wait. are you, are you genuinely like in this together to win, or is this a, another enemy of yours? Because sometimes it's like who's topping off, you know, whose ego or mm. whatever, and who's like one upping, and it, it turns into like, you know. This is your partner for life, yeah. and this is what you're doing. To no, it's in. A, it becomes a no-win situation. It's like, what are we doing? It's ugly. Yeah. On top of all that, if you have kids, they're watching. So now you're also setting the tone for their future relationships, mm. and you're teaching them how to teach a woman or treat a woman or how to treat a man. Mm. All right. So there you have it, folks. We like to wrap up our episodes with quotes, and the first one is by Albert Einstein. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. And the last one, John C. Maxwell. Time management is an oxymoron. Time is beyond our control. And the clock keeps ticking regardless of how we lead our lives. Priority management is the answer to maximizing the time we have. All right, so there you have it, folks. Managing moving parts. In this episode, the crew talks about their experiences with organizing and controlling a busy life we cover topics that range from overall life balance organization planning delegation and much more wrap the episodes up with quotes from john c maxwell and albert einstein thanks again for joining us guys don't forget to visit the website jimmyleevelez.com follow the blog if you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com and on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew we wish you massive success and until next time adios the rotated views podcast was produced for self-development purposes thank you for the love and support we truly do hope you enjoyed the views